Is everybody in? Is everybody in? The show is about to begin. Tim King from the band Soil, tune in to Concerts That Made Us to see the Concerts That Made Me.
Tim King, you're very welcome to Concerts That Made Us. Awesome. Glad to be here. I'm delighted to have you now. I'm looking forward to diving into this exciting news you have. One of the best tours I've heard about in a long time, the Back to the 2000s. It's the brainchild of yourself and the Union Underground's Brian Scott. What can you tell us about it? Uh, me and Brian have been friends for ages. In fact, uh, Soil's first tour on the Scars record was with Union Underground back in 2001. And Brian and I became friends then and just stayed friends uh, since then. We even uh, put together a side project called Into the Fire where uh, Brian was singing, I was playing bass. My guitarist, Adam from Soil, was on guitar, and Will Hunt from NOS was on drums. And uh, that was a cool little project we did. We didn't really do much with it. We just we all had our own schedules going and stuff like that. And then uh, when Brian told me that he was uh, resurrecting the Union Underground and starting to write some new material and get back out there and wanted to play shows and stuff, we uh, talked about teaming up again. So we figured, you know, what better way to, bring Union Underground back in a big way and uh, have Soil come back since we haven't done anything since COVID besides an Australian tour and a couple of USA dates. You know, we haven't done anything in about four years. How do we, you know, what's the best way to bring the Union Underground back after a 20-year hiatus and basically get Soil back moving? Uh, and we decided, hey, why don't we go back to the beginning where it all began, like on the Ozfest dates and, you know, back in the early 2000s when, you know, MTV was still playing videos and MTV2 was really big playing all the new metal stuff. And let's get some friends from that era together and and make it like a kind of a nostalgia package, but, you know, more in a modern, modern way. So uh, we put all that together and I came up with the DeLorean idea and Brian made it look more post-apocalyptic and it just all came together great. Me and him, we we definitely, our brains work uh, very similarly. So we were able to put this thing together real fast and in a really cool way. Yeah, yeah. It's funny, I was going to ask, do we need a DeLorean to go now? But I've heard it's not so much a nostalgia tour. It's more of a reintroduction. What uh, what do you mean by that? Uh, I mean, what we're going to do is what we're having all the bands do is 2001, 2002 were the biggest years for all four of the bands that are on the package. So what we wanted each band to do was to play a lot of songs from those eras. Uh, for instance, Soil is going to do all Scars. We're going to play only songs off the Scars record, which was from that era. Union Underground only has one record out, so they have you know really no choice but to play the majority of the songs off that first record, plus throwing some new stuff. And Flaw is going to do a lot of stuff off Through the Eyes. And Raw is going to do a lot of stuff off the of one album. So it's going to kind of give all the the fans that were that were young back then, and now they're in their like boy 40s, maybe pushing 50s, uh, a chance to kind of relive their their early days. And since then, their kids have kind of gotten into all of our bands. So for for that, they their their kids are going to be able to see you know, what their parents grew up on and what they, you know, listen to as well. And a lot of them have grandkids by now. So we're going to kind of be introducing all these brand new kids and, you know, young people to uh, a third generation of these bands. So it's, it's, it's kind of, you know, a reintroduction, but it's also a big celebration of those times. And when all of our bands basically broke, when, when we all got our shot and, those were all the albums and the time that solidified us to where we're all still here now that kept us going through all 
all that that started it all for for all four of us. Yeah, yeah. What was the criteria to be met by the bands on the tour? Was it kind of whoever was available or did you have a set amount of bands in mind? To be honest with you, we never really thought about any other bands. Uh, Flaw, I wanted right away just because they're they're good friends of mine. Uh, we toured a ton with them back in those days. They fit perfectly. They're on my record label. Uh, they were a no-brainer. Uh, we were originally talking to Adema to be on there too because back in the day they were you know super good friends and we did a lot of stuff with them they weren't available to do it so uh the second choice after that was raw and they were available so there really wasn't much pondering around of who to get we kind of just picked the bands immediately and you know everybody said yes uh we would have had a dima on it too but you know they were unavailable yeah, yeah. Now, say it goes very well, which I'm sure it will. What happens then? Have you thought about the future? Uh, well, we're definitely thinking about doing a part two of this tour. Uh, part one has gotten such a huge response. And everybody, every place that we're not hitting on this tour have been complaining and asking for a second leg, you know, to go through like Colorado and Wyoming and, you know, down through Salt Lake City, New Mexico, Arizona, California. So we're thinking about I mean, we're most definitely going to do a second part of it. Just when is the question? Uh, as far as soil goes, you know, for the rest of the year, we're going to Europe in uh, August to play some big festivals and do some headline fill-in dates. And we're putting together a UK tour for November with uh, kind of similar to the Back to the 2000s tour. That's about all I can say about it right now until we, uh, you know, have it all together and everything. But, uh, you know, and then we have a few fly dates in between, but we're uh, soil's pretty packed for the year, but we're also going to try to squeak in another part two of the back to the 2000s, hopefully with all the same bands. Uh, if not, it'll definitely be Union Underground and Austin and two other like minded bands. Tim, I have to say you're after making my day now because I was going to ask, what do we need to see happen for this tour to make it to the UK and Europe? And to hear that you guys are coming to the UK later this year, I'm going to be there without a doubt awesome well i will i will say this uh i'll let a little bit of the cat out of the bag uh union underground will be coming with us to the uk can't tell you the other bands yet but uh definitely union underground i mean we really wanted to uh since we started this back to the 2000s thing you know me and brian really wanted the two bands to do a lot together so we're going to be doing a lot together like it i like it i'm sold now the podcast is called Concerts That Made Us, so I have to ask you some concert-related questions, if you don't mind. Can you remember your very first concert you attended? Oh, for sure. It was, uh, I forget the year. I want to say maybe 1986, if I'm not mistaken, uh, but it was Bon Jovi and Cinderella. Bon Jovi was on the Slippery and Wet Tour, Cinderella was on the Night Songs Tour. And back then, I was a huge fan of Cinderella on that first record. That's the main reason I wanted to go. I was, well, I think I was like 13 or 14 years old. And uh, my buddy's parents took a group of us. And, you know, we saw it in a big arena and it just was like life changing. That was my first concert. One hell of a first concert, I have to say. And this will be an interesting one considering your role with Pavement, the last concert you attended. Uh, the last concert I attended, boy, what did I see? Uh, 
how dare I even say this, the last concert I attended was was actually my own my own concert, a soil show that we uh, that we played uh, last year. I haven't been out to anything this year, although tomorrow I am leaving for Nashville because uh, my the band plush I have on my label and I also manage is out with Disturbed and Falling in Reverse. And uh, they're playing this Saturday in Nashville, Tennessee. So I'm going to go out and see that. That'll be uh, pretty much my first concert of the year. So. Oh man, you're the person to talk to so about getting plush over to the to the UK and Europe. So you have to make it happen. Yeah, we've been working on it. I mean, they're they're just starting now to blow up really big in the United States. Uh, we've been working at it for a while, and they've done really well. And now they're they're just they're just finally breaking out in the United States in a big way. So uh, we've worked really hard on that, but we definitely need to get them over to Europe and the UK. Uh, and it's definitely on the on the uh, radar. We just need to find the right tour and make sure that, you know, all the numbers and all that work for it. But, you know, definitely on on as a as a uh, a focal point. Definitely. Definitely. Now, for any listeners that haven't caught one of your shows, what can they expect? Lay it all out first. Uh, well, we've been a band for 27 years. So <laughs> uh, if you haven't caught a soil concert by now. Uh, that means either you've been hiding under a rock or you're definitely a new fan. So what I would say to anybody out there that hasn't seen a show, if you're a longtime fan, you know, we definitely try to recreate the energy and the, you know, rawness that you that you hear on the records in a live setting. Uh, we use very little effects. It's just us getting up there and just giving it our all. For a new fan, I would definitely say, you know, we... Uh, are definitely one of those, I've always considered Soil a band for the people, meaning we go out there, we interact with the crowd, we're there for the crowd, we feed off the crowd, we're there for them. You know, it's it's definitely satisfying playing live and getting that audience energy and, you know, being able to, you know, play your instruments and your songs to an audience. But, you know, first and foremost, we're, we're there to give a good show and to, uh, to give the audience a, a good time because that's what music is it's a it's a great escape and it's a way for people to let loose their emotions forget about some of the bad things that are going on just go out and have a good time and uh enjoy themselves and that's what we try to make it we try to make it a real fun energetic kind of party atmosphere to where you can get away from your your life for a couple hours and just have a good time and not worry about the little things you know that's it. That's it. Exactly. And if you think, I know it's going to be an impossible ask now, but if you think of all the shows you've played in your career, is there one that sticks out above the rest as maybe the best experience you've had? Well, since this is a, uh, you know, a concert based thing, I'll give you the best concert we ever played and I'll give you the worst concert we ever I like played. It. I have both. <laughs> uh, the best concert we ever played, I would say for me at least, I mean, we played Download Festival in front of 55,000 people main stage and we were playing Halo and it was like a sea of people just bouncing up and down. And it was insane. They were singing so loud the chorus to Halo, we couldn't even hear ourselves on stage. It was that loud. That was a fantastic show. But for me, my favorite was uh, when we played the Electric Ballroom in London, England, 2011. And it was our first concert back with Ryan. Uh, Ryan was in the band for seven years. He had left for seven and in that time had from drowning pool. Then he had come back to soil. He left drowning pool, came back to soil. He's been back for, you know, 12 years now at this point, but, uh, that was the first show back and we had been without him for seven years and we didn't stop. We kept on going. We had a different vocalist, but 
being back up on stage with the original singer, me and Adam, you know, me and Adam were the two people that held soil together all these years. I, I just felt this overwhelming, just, I mean, the, the hair on the back of my neck was standing up and I just, I, I felt like soil was back on top. We were back home. We were back where it needed to be. I just had goosebumps that whole show. That for me was my favorite. Uh, subsequently, our, our worst show, which is kind of funny. Uh, we got offered to play in Miami, Florida on spring break. It was, I believe, 2000 and I want to say 2006 or 2007. Uh, and if, if you know anything about Miami spring break, it's it's definitely not metal or rock oriented. It's, you know, uh, dance music, uh, pop music, hip hop, uh, maybe like Dave Matthews or something like that <laughs> type stuff. And uh, we got booked at this place called Senior Frogs, which was a uh, a Mexican restaurant. They had a stage in there, so the the people that put it on, we we they flew us first class into Miami, got us a tour bus. Uh, we were playing one show. They put out over twenty thousand flyers across the Miami Strip, uh, announcing you know that this band Soil is playing, you know, you know, uh, gold record, major label recording artist, blah blah blah. Uh, we set up, we do sound check, you know, we're, we're ready to go. All of a sudden, you know, it's time for us to go on. The place is packed wall to wall. Uh, people in the balcony, people all over the place. I mean, you couldn't fit another person. They were turning people away at the, uh, at the show. We get up on stage, uh, start playing the intro song, which is breaking me down. And uh, these people basically expected, like I was saying, like Dave Matthews or Hootie and the Blowfish. And, to them, they basically got Slayer or Napalm Death. So all of a sudden, we just watched as the entire place just lined up and filtered out of this place. Oh, my God. Our first song to where there were probably about 500 people in there. We were left with about 40 or 50 that actually were Soil fans from, you know, that were at Miami on spring break and had come to see us. And you talk about being deflated. I mean, it was just like, I've never seen a room clear like that before. I'm laughing about it now, but at the time I'm ready to cry. Yeah. <laughs> you know, just one of those things, just wrong place, wrong time, wrong circumstances. But yeah, uh, I figure it's a funny little antidote to uh, to tell a lot of a lot of bands never want to tell you about the bad shows they have and stuff. But that was a pretty uh, interesting one. We can laugh about it now because it's been a while. <laughs> That's it. Was not that fun is. at the time. <laughs> I wouldn't think so. Oh my god! And before we dive into the last couple of questions, so you've already told us about the future plans, but I'm dying to know how do you balance, you know, pavement with soil? I'd imagine it's very hard. It's. I mean, it, it was more. What we did is things more out of necessity. You know, as as you get older, we used to tour for eight, nine months out of the year back in the early days. And we made a great living at it and did really well at it. But as you kind of get older and, you know, things, you know, things go on and stuff like that, you, you're, you just can't tour that long. You know, I mean, we're not Motley Crue or Aerosmith or, you know, the Rolling Stones where you can fly to shows and you can have top-notch hotel rooms, assistants and drivers and, you know, everything's you know nice and luxury and cushy yeah you can do a two-year long tour like that you know soil's a middle of the road band and we've had success and we still do well but by no means are we flying to gigs or traveling in six tour buses you know it's one tour bus with 
us and our crew and all our gear packed into it. And, you know, some nights we're not getting hotel rooms or sleeping in the bus or showering at the venue. So, you know, it, it gets hard on you. So, you know, we all kind of looked to other avenues of things to do uh, so that we could kind of, you know, not tour as much. Me being so fascinated with the music business, I had the opportunity with, you know, my label partner, Mark Nawara, to get pavement together and use all the experience that I had in the record label, uh, being in a band and all that, and use it towards the record label. And we've been very successful with it. And it's been great. Uh, the other guys got into different things like Adam installs office furniture. He has his own company and PGR drummer, uh, has his own carpentry company and remodels houses and stuff when we're not doing things. So we each have things on, on the side that we do. Uh, but for, for everybody else, when we go on tour, they get to leave their day job or what they do during the day at home. Me, it never stops. So I have to set up a makeshift office and take conference calls and Zoom meetings and deal with all the record label stuff while I'm still on the road. So touring for me and doing the soil thing on the road is basically a living hell because I, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm working a full-time job with the label and then still having to do all this stuff for soil too. But I wouldn't do it if I didn't love it. You know, all that time that I spend, you know, having to do two things at once, when you get on that stage and get your 45 minutes or an hour to play and give the fans, you know, and see the enjoyment out of their face and, and have fun yourself. I mean, that makes it all worthwhile, but it's a little difficult. I'm not going to lie. I could imagine. I could imagine. Doesn't sound like it'd be overly fun, but uh, we'll. Uh, I'll fire the last couple of questions at you. So, first off, what are you currently obsessed with? It can be anything at all: TV, book, music. Uh, for a while now, I've I've really dove into uh, the Cobra Kai series on uh, ah. Netflix, which is the continuation of the Karate Kid series. I. Uh, they're doing the sixth and final season, which I'm like, you know, I have ants in my pants just waiting <laughs> for that. But that's something like over the last few years that I've just been totally into. I mean, I still even right now, I, I'm rewatching uh, the fifth season to reacquaint myself with it before the, the new one comes out. So I've been totally into that and, you know, had to get all the hoodies and the hats and all that for that. <laughs> so walking around and now I'm Team Eagle Fang because Johnny Lawrence is is like the man in that. Yeah. So I've been really into that. Uh, one thing I've always been into, even way before music, is uh, saltwater aquariums and mini reef aquariums. So I've always had a fascination with the ocean and stuff. So my a huge hobby of mine is, you know, growing corals and keeping uh, saltwater fish tanks and stuff like that. So that's always something that I, you know, keep myself busy with uh, a lot in between as well. And, uh, you know, pretty much now that, you know, this band plush that we have is is doing really well and me and my label partner mark we both manage them and the, the record label that pretty much consumes all the rest of my time so <laughs> I there you go. I, i'm a very busy person <laughs> <laughs> it sounds it it sounds it and the final one what album is your go-to album my favorite album of all time and uh it's, it hasn't changed since i was in fifth grade uh is motley Crue's shout at the devil uh, that's the album that got me like I was I loved metal and stuff like I, I was kind of into ACDC and Def Leppard and Quiet Riot had come before then. But it wasn't until I heard Motley Crue shout at the devil on the playground uh, on cassette that a friend of mine had brought from his he took it from his big brother. 
that album, for whatever reason it is, I can always put that record on, takes me back to a happy place. It's still a perfect record, in my opinion. And it's just that record that I can always just hold dear to me. Like if that age old question, if you go on a desert island and only bring a few things with you or whatever, I'd, you know, bring Motley Crue Shout at the Devil and something to play it on. Hopefully solar powered because <laughs> I'd run out of batteries. <laughs> There you go. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Listen, Tim, it's been an absolute blast now. Thanks a million. Oh, thank you a, a, a ton. And when we do get over in the UK in November, we're going to be announcing very soon. Uh, hope to see you there.
Hey guys, I really hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, please rate and review us on iTunes and Spotify. And if you're interested in signing up the Band Builder Academy, use the link in the show notes below and enter the code CONCERTS and you'll receive 10% off. So, until next time, keep rockin'. Hey, hey, what are you guys still doing here? The show's over. It's over. You can go home. Go on. We'll see you next time. We'll be here. Bye.